Hi everyone, this is DT once again. This is going to be my sixth podcast and today I want to talk to you guys about uh, two philosophers of the economic, uh, you know, uh, brainstorm of uh, economics. Um, and, and the book I read, it was called, uh, this is when I got my uh, business degree, it's called The Worldly Philosophers, uh, The Lives of Times and Ideas of the Great Economic Thinkers. Um, and one of the guys was uh, Karl Marx and um, Adam Smith. So those, these are two guys that had two points of view on economics. Um, and there was very important uh, you know, for uh, back in the 1830s and, uh, and how we view capitalism, uh, uh, country, and how that affected uh, people in, um, in certain ways. And I want to relate that into um, today, today's society and what I think is happening. And um, I've, I've talked to some friends of mine about this and um, some people agree and some people disagree or but I'm gonna put this subject out so I, I want to know what do you all think about this uh, so here's the differences okay so the differences is uh, uh, during the, uh, the, the uh, industrial uh, revolution uh, we had the industrial revolution and um, and basically the our country is uh, founded on uh, you know slavery um, um, and and, and um, this this is what America was about um, and and that's how we became to become uh, a capitalism uh, society because you know they left Britain because they didn't want to be under their rules and they came over here but coming over here you know and then they started the slave trade and, and that's how they wanted to prosper and then we had a, a constitution with the rope the constitution was based written off of uh, for prosperity of, uh, for their own gains in a way uh, because slave trade was like a main main uh, economic source for uh, for uh, resources and prosperity in this country, but uh, we don't talk about it that way. But yeah, that's the truth. So these two philosophers, uh, Adam Smith. Uh, so when I read about Adam Smith, uh, Adam Smith's philosophy was basically. Uh, he was talking about the markets and how um, we um, we had to solve issues with uh, capitalism because with capitalism there's a lot of problems because um, when we look at back in the when the industrial revolution came in basically we're supporting the, the wars and this is how the factories got built and then Henry Ford came with uh, his assembly lines, which the assembly lines really came off of uh, idea of the Chicago Meat Packing Company, 
that's how this assembly line for General Ford uh, came about. Henry Ford came up with the idea. Basically, he got it off of the Chicago Meat uh, Packing Company. Um, so it started out um, that uh, with the uh, capitalism, um, it's 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 a society where uh, it's survival of the fittest. Um, you have um, the people that come up with the ideas, and then they make trying to make things more efficiently, where they can um, cut costs and make huge profits. But so there's like a whole uh, problem with that because the problem with that is that now the job that was uh, concrete jobs where um, everyone have had a specialty like uh, a, a sewer or a plumber or an iron maker or a, a, a concrete uh, maker, a brick maker or you know uh, so those kind of jobs um, now if you take that away and then you you uh, have machines do it more efficiently so you take the value of that work so the work becomes more of a, uh, of a, um, a, uh, a work with um, there's little value in the work because it's not a person actually making that item it's a machine that's making it so it's, it's a standardized uh, itemized uh, product so in what you can once you start making it too quickly and too fast so now it becomes a product that's more of a um, is a generalized standard rather than having a product that's going to make with a lot more quality um, and that's the problem that's going uh, on today is that the we're sending uh, our, our outsourcing our uh, factories uh, uh, to China um, to, for the products to be made in China and to cut the cost in which when they make the products there they try to find a very efficient way of making the product with uh, low-cost uh, overheads so the product tend to be not quality because they're trying to cut costs uh, I'll give you an example a plastic bag instead of being uh, you know they'll make it a thousand of an inch instead of making a, 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 let's say a one millimeter bag it's, it's a thousands of, <laughs> of an inch so which is more it's not very durable you know it's not very concrete so that's the problem and then um, and then we end up having to uh, taking away the work from the workers so basically replacing workers with machines and now we have last jobs because the jobs are being fulfilled by machines and then now now it's the case that it's not machines, it's, it's technology now. So everything's being based on technology. But here's what I keep telling these people. So now when I was reading a case study about Australia, so Australia is a little bit different the way they, uh, they uh, manufacture things over there. So like over here, everyone wants to have that the new product the newer and better thing right away right away so the the life cycle for a product will be less than a year 
So now when you're doing that, you're not giving that full lifespan of that product. Like say, usually the product could be from five, five years, it's like a really good life, uh, a life, uh, life cycle for that product. Where now you have a five year window, there's more jobs of, the jobs is stable for that five years. So it's more people working on that project for five years instead of one year and because now you're just creating something new and then when you create something new so quickly and you didn't give let that product be out on the market for long enough where to make that money in order to get that profit back and then continue to make more of that product um, instead of coming up with something new all the time but the problem is is because in that affects how that happened is because a competitive advantage or uh, not only a competitive advantage but a competitiveness between companies because they're putting stuff out so quickly to outdo the other company so they can sell faster they advertise to the consumers and then everybody wants to buy the newer faster things like a competitive uh, war and that hurts businesses because now they got to come up with something new to sell and somebody else has got something new in it so it goes back to the the life cycle that I was saying that now you don't have the life cycle and that job is creating it for that five year span because somebody's always coming with something new every time something new something new and that that creates problems as far as employment jobs and something you know creativity has to come out and we all get it that companies have to innovate themselves in order to uh, stay competitive and, and no run out of business. But when other companies, too many companies are doing it, it hurts the market. And also, that goes back, for example, Kodak, uh, you know, uh, when they developed the films, the, you know, those films where um, you would take the picture and then you know you wave them around and here's the the, the picture was there the polaroid picture right so they had that technology for a long time for a long time at least 20 years but after 20 years they didn't innovate themselves and then what happened was somebody came out with something different it's, it was the japanese that did that they came to america and then they went and um, developed the digital camera and then they did the same thing and they seen us uh, taking these little tapes and then they developed the VCR, the video uh, cassette players. So, but it took time for them to do that. It took years for them to do that. So the lifespan was already exhausted. You see what I'm saying? So that is the problem today. So we, the technology is coming too quick. And now if you have a lot of technology and the business is for an example now um, so now you have a lot of web-based businesses where um, there's not a lot of tangible products but it's more of a uh, middleman or and then the middleman is getting cut off uh, this time because it could sell everything online now so now you could have these huge companies and uh, making big profits like say one company uh that i read was in san francisco uh, i think it was i think it was instagram when they first started out so they started with uh 50 employees and then the company made like uh 
two to three billion dollars got bought out by uh, I think I don't remember if it was Facebook someone bought them out for that much because they're afraid of the competition because eventually they were gonna overtake it so that, that that's what happens with big business big corporations when they're afraid that a company got a good idea and they might overtake them so they what they do is they buy them out so they say before that company become to blow up to that um, to that uh, estimated uh, 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 Jesus I'm forgetting the word here um, the estimated uh, uh, value that they think they're gonna be and then what they do is they'll buy them out before they overtake them so you know who's gonna they don't they don't know if the company gonna make one when it's into that point uh, they evaluate that and then they buy them out um, so that's one thing that they do now let's go back to these philosophers okay so now here's what um, I was getting from Adam Smith this is what Adam Smith said he said laws of markets are basically simple they tell us the that the outcome of certain kind of behavior and a certain society framework will bring about perfectly defined and foreseen results especially they show us how the drive of the individual self-interest and the unenvironment of similarity motivated individual will result in competition and they further demonstrate how competition result in the provision of those goods that society wants and the and the quantities that society desires and that the price of society is prepared to pay let us see how this come about it comes about in the first place because of the self-interest acts as driving power to guide men to whatever work society is willing to pay is not from the benevolence of the butcher the brewer or the baker that we expect our dinner says Mitt but from the regards to their self-interest so see where he's talking about here was just exactly what I was talking about so um, it's of, of a self-interest so that's what we're missing now we're missing those tangible jobs uh, the uh, the job of a plumber, electrician, a bricklayer, or uh, 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 you know, frame builder, uh, those kind of jobs. Uh, where we went into now, everything has to be either uh, e-consumer businesses or uh, merchant businesses, uh, where we have uh, the third a third party. Uh, 3PL third-party logistics uh, that's where Amazon is going to now and Amazon is huge Amazon is gonna surpass uh, I think I believe uh, all the any other corporations out there nobody realizes that but they keeping it very concealed in a way uh, but they're into everything now so that was Adam Smith okay now Marx uh, he says 
something very different. Um, and his law, he was trying to, uh, he's talking about the capitalism and how uh, he was thinking that uh, people are, um, for, as, as far as being a, a capitalist country, there's other way, the purpose to be a capitalism country is for everyone to prosper and you have that which we have now the middle class and and the inequality is so great so that's what these billionaires are forgetting they're forgetting about these things they're forgetting about that hey who are the ones who's making you a billionaire are the consumers right the consumers we have the power we have the power so in order for them to become billionaires we have to have a working force we have to have a middle class and we have to have a consumers and the buyers so if they keep getting richer and richer um, then eventually there's going to be a problem the economy is going to collapse in some way so this is where uh, Marx uh, let me let me see where he's uh, let me get over here so he says that uh, let us uh, together see if you wish the laws of society the the manner in which these laws are reached the process by which we shall succeed in discovering them but for God's sake after having demolished all the the prior dogmatism do not let us and our turn dreams and, and to indoctrinate the people okay and then he says uh, for profits do not attend all in capitalism economy there is only one way in which profits can be perpetuated in a business or in an entire economy a business entire economy must grow business must innovate events and experiment if is to survive the business that rests content on its past achievement is not no longer for this enterprising world last Marx believed that the small independent artisan or self-employed worker would be unable to resist the the pressures of mass production and that un even larger fraction of the workforce would have to sell its labor power on the market that is not that is to become a proletarian uh, on the farms of in the small shops today it's only about 10 percent of the labor force is self-employed but this is was back when he was saying that so but now that we have more self-employed because like I said uh, with the internet uh, the, the internet that uh, you know it came about and we have the internet power now so the consumers are more directly uh, connected into the, uh, the into the uh, sellers so we have this um, this one thing now where the middleman is getting cut off and that is why there's a necessity for merchants or um, like people like Amazon um, their business is solely on um, uh, fulfillment and fulfillment 
and Amazon is brilliant because they know that there is a high demand for fulfillment because a lot of businesses now there's so many small businesses and uh, uh, commerce businesses, immerse businesses where people are selling everything through the internet and it's become closer so business are connecting more um, closer it's it's like the Kanban concept if you know what the Kanban set, uh, concept is from the Japanese where they uh, integrate uh, different uh, merchants into one system where um, if they have to order some kind of material it has to go into to that system and they set prices and everything to that which is brilliant which that um, on, on that way it provides work for everyone I mean if you if we think about it we can do that here in America um, where uh, we can have an integrated system where uh, the work could be evenly spread out in, in, the, in, the, in the whole system where um, it you know what you can get if you need metal you can get it from this guy and this guy can do it for a certain price and they can find somebody else down the line um, so that's how that um, that could happen but the way that it's going now um, from these two guys a lot of this economy stuff was um, uh, it was actually uh, most of this stuff one one was a German and the other guy was uh, I think he was Russian um, so it, it came from these these guys um, and, and here's the other thing so uh, the what, what I read there was he was saying um, uh, Adam Smith says something about the to let the uh, the economy the economy by itself uh, it will fix itself um, you let it flow naturally uh, that was kind of like Tatsu uh, uh, another book that I have read but if you if the government intervenes with the economy then it might somehow backfire in a way uh, where you have to let the economy uh, flow by itself and fix its own problem to in order to equalize what's going on um, but he believed that the, the government should not intervene with the economy because things are gonna happen and they're gonna happen uh, we can't bail everybody out and that's the case that happened uh, with um, when the the corporations you know the big corporations the banks when they were bailed out and uh, pretty much we had to pay that and those banks um, you know they got a little fine and that was it and, um, and we bailed them out when the market crashed and also and people got rich and left the country that's what uh, uh, Marx says about that if you let that happen and you treat the uh, the rich people uh, in a way where um, we we think of them being uh, being unfair and unjust and just being greedy and taking the money and then um, he says like to let um, 
to be more open to the rich because then they can come back and then start helping uh, the society which giving money to schools and uh, helping out uh, people in need and all of that but is that really happening today that's not really uh, I don't know if that's really happening today the reason they do it is because they get tax breaks and why not um, but um, and another thing is is that um, so in, in that perspective is the economy we we've been so uh, in this recession for such a long time but now things are starting to get fixed in itself but now how far can we get with technology like what I was saying about Australia they have a five year life cycle for their products where they're not going to make anything new until that is going to fulfill um, everyone needs and people are going to work and people are satisfied with what they have and then the next thing will come out you know what I mean but the problem what we have and like I said is with the competition is too fierce and everyone wants it and even if they're making huge profits they want more and more I mean these companies it's just they just want more and more and they're not giving anything back but eventually that's it's it's gonna have to burst because it's how can you just keep doing that and then the money's not it's not flowing the money's not flowing so and the other thing is when money don't flow money doesn't make profit money has to flow uh, if you ever heard of the money multiplier that's how banks make their money by the money multiplier because the money is flowing um, an example is the interest of the money so it's uh, one times two one times three as it's flowing from rates from banks to banks and as it's flowing from borrowing letting people borrowing and back that's how the money makes money Mom, money don't make money if it's sitting just for take one word from all of this that I'm telling you money does not make money if it's sitting okay so that's all all I got for you guys right now now we can go back into this topic and we can talk about it um, some other time if you like um, like I said this is uh, DT Alexander Edmonds and you can send me um, an email at fireman3034 msn.com with an A F-I-R-E-M-A-N not E okay uh, and then um, you can also catch me on um, Podbeam I'm on Podbeam uh, remember culturally diverse culturally diverse is the directory or you can follow me on iTunes uh, also the directory is culturally diverse alright guys have a good one and thank you for listening